I'm Kyle Harmer. And I'm Sarah Harmer. And you are listening to our Tub Talk. A conversational podcast brought to you from the comfort of our hot tub. So how'd you guys start off that episode? I have long legs. Sarah said I have long legs. (laughs) No, Sarah didn't say you have long legs. Sarah said she has long legs. No, she said I have long legs. Herself in the first person. Wow. That was... All right, so we're... we're Very (laughs) thought-provoking. It was. We're we're making a podcast, aren't we? Yes, we are. Hmm, That's interesting. What... um, why? <laughs> Why a podcast? Yeah. Well, Why us? <laughs> first of all, we are discussingly adorable and also <laughs> entertainingly fantastic. <laughs> we are also humble to a fault. We know, we know what our strengths are yeah. and we know what our weaknesses are. And um, while, uh, truthfully, I, I've just, I'm more... I'm a lot newer to the podcast world, and I just really haven't found anything that looks like this, that sounds like this, that feels like this. Yeah. And um, and I know all too often couples will go through their day separately. You know, they go to work or, you know, mom stays home or whatever. And by the time they come home, they get dinner ready, they get the kids ready for bed, get school, and then they, they're just so worn out. And... Um, I think this is just a great opportunity to shed light on what a working marriage looks like. And also the conversation is so incredibly important. Yeah. Well, like you said, finding something like it. I mean, this is a niche podcast. Yeah. You know, one that is recorded in a hot tub. I mean, legit like in a hot tub. Yeah. And you've, you've got this really great shelf situation spanning. It's already getting some wood, uh, some, some warpage because of the water. Yeah, is it? Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, I mean, it's it'll fifteen dollar shelf. It'll hold. <laughs> yeah, cool. So we're Kyle and Sarah Harmer. We uh, were married in two thousand and six, and we have two daughters. And we find ourselves. A, what, how did you say it? Disgustingly adorable. Mm-hmm. Entertainingly. Mm. And uh, entertaining, I would say we. feel like we have entertaining voices not our actual voices but our dialogue yeah there you go yeah our literary or our artistic voice (laughs) and I don't know we thought it'd be fun to just give ourselves our own little mini therapy sessions chance to just get to know each other better and maybe share that with the world well, it's just also a like screenshot of real life of having to be intentional, taking time yeah. to be together. I mean, we can sit in this hot tub and watch Ink Master, true story, or we can sit not here. Not a sponsor. <laughs> not a yeah, Ink Master, but it'd be really good, like Dave Navarro or Chris Nunez was. <laughs> be cool if Dave Navarro was in this hot tub with us. Oh my God, that's not what I was going to say at all. Playing <laughs> some Jane's Addiction over there, just. <laughs> Ew. 
I can't can't name <laughs> a song, just, but <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, you know, or Oliver Peck just sitting in the corner with his toothpick. Um, no, but I mean, there we there are tons of times where we could be present together, but not actually be engaged with each other, talking, speaking, and not just like, hey, how's yeah. your day? How how was work? You know, this is like, I I bought you this box of um, questions for couples just for kicks and giggles for Valentine's Day, and we kind of both came to the conclusion that let's. Let's use these for our podcast. Let's every night just pull out a, a random card and ask each other questions. And there are, there's multiple levels. There's light questions and there's thoughtful questions, deep questions, and then there's the spicy questions. So For the tub talk after dark. Why is that disgusting? <laughs> But so anyways, every every episode we will go through a series of questions, just asking them. And we have not looked at these before. We don't know what they say. This we, is going to be an entirely off-the-cuff conversation. This is just who we are in the moment, in our hot tub, in a podcast. Mm-hmm. So what's the first question? Let's do one question for this intro episode. <laughs> and I'm going to add to the question, too. Oh, okay. Who, you're taking creative liberties. I, I am already, okay. you know. <laughs> Episode zero. Let's start it out. <laughs> Who was your favorite teacher and why? The and why is Kyle's edition. My favorite teacher. Well, here's the crazy thing. I can remember every single one of my teachers from kindergarten until I graduated. Are you a psychopath? Yes. Okay. And I could tell you, I couldn't, like, when we get to high school, which, because you went to a small Christian school, started in seventh grade, I couldn't tell you which hour I had which teachers, but I could tell you roughly which, um, yeah. Um, well, I loved my kindergarten teacher because she was our pastor's wife. That was Mrs. Stewart, and she was so wonderful and loving and kind and, um, I just thought she was wonderful. And then I had Miss Withy for first grade, and she was fantastic. Second grade, we'll skip over that. Third Wait, are we grade. naming all the teachers? No, I'm just going through because, <laughs> honestly, there were, I mean, my dad was my fourth grade teacher, but that was that was the beginning of a very rough time in our family's life. So fourth, fifth, and sixth were just the stupidest, although I met you the first day of fifth grade. Yeah. That was that was great, but it, I, I feel not, like I'm obliged to say my fifth grade teacher was my favorite since that is oh oh my, my mother in law, um, <laughs> and she'll be one of our only three like one of three listeners. So <laughs> at least to start out with. No, I, Next no is God. our therapist. No <laughs> She's God. really interested to hear what we have to say. No, okay. Favorite favorite teachers. Um, so I I truly loved Mr. Hobal. And, um, I had him, my first time I had him was my freshman year. I had him for, I think it was like U S or world history. Um, and it was an all girls class and Harold Shields because he had to, he hadn't taken a history class and he was an upper class. And so that was really funny. And he would fall asleep constantly. And Mr. Holboth was also the, um, woodshop teacher and he had literally whittled a pointer stick. So it was super lightweight. It was very durable because he knew which wood would be like the best for this, whatever, why he had it. Um, and he would take this, this 
would stick and would smack it like as hard as possible on Harold's desk just to wait. And it, it was like piercing sound through the classroom. And of course, all of us girls would giggle and Harold would like nearly fall out of his desk. But Mr. Holbalt had such an amazing way of articulating history and facts and dates and places and people that just really made you appreciate the things that people had gone through before us to get us to where we are today. Um, and then he ended up being our accounting teacher senior year. There were three of us in the classroom. You and I were not friends. And he had... <laughs> Story um, for another episode. <laughs> he, had, um, he had Hodgkin's lymphoma. And um, he was diagnosed while we were still in high school. And he was going through treatment, yet he still showed up to Twice. teach. Yeah. And he's, he still showed up to teach. And he had a couch in his, his classroom. And um, he would a lot of times just, you know, sit at, sit in his couch. and Which made it just feel so relatable and so down to earth and so just like one of us. But not yeah. like in an appropriate, like crossing the line student-teacher, you know, relationship. He just... He was always business, but he was always just wonderful. I love, I, yeah. I, and, and he passed away during our freshman year of, of college. We came home. No, it was after that because we were together. We went to his funeral together and Mrs. Gregson saw us and she's like, what, did, what, is, what is happening there? And that was, so it was 2004. Yeah. That he, Spring he of 2004. Away. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I mean, you know that that's my answer. Mm-hmm. Uh, Next to your fifth grade teacher. Yeah. No, but Ron by far was... I mean, there were a lot of teachers we had that I really liked and I loved. Um, I loved uh, Mr. Rainier and still do. He is... And I know some people that, especially, I don't know about nowadays, but I mean, he's been there long enough that uh, he's probably been there more than 20 years now at this point. Well, yeah, because we graduated Um, 20 years ago. Oof. So let's do some math yep. there. <laughs> um, <laughs> moving on. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we graduated. But he was always he was always just entertaining. Um, he was always someone that could get along. Again, not in some like borderline inappropriate way at all. Just he was a down to earth guy. And there was I mean it was the trio him, mm-hmm. Ron, mm-hmm. and Mr. Carpenter. No whining. And, uh, yeah, and they all had their own unique quirks and traits, and I liked them all. Um, and just a deep respect for each of them yes. as individuals. Uh, and but, it was mutual. Like, they yeah. treated us like people, not as imbeciles, not as, like, you know, out-of-control adolescents. Yeah. Even though when there were kids that needed to get, you know, whopped upside the head, they, they yeah. treated everybody with dignity and respect. And, and I think that's <clears throat> Ron was the one that, had the biggest impact for a myriad of reasons. You know, he was, uh, at the time when we were seventh graders, the, the first class, the youngest class at GCS in the high school building, mm-hmm. uh, the wood shop was only offered to guys. Mm-hmm. I think it might, I don't know. I'm not going to, I don't know whether it is or isn't anymore, but, uh, Ron taught that. And so he was teaching a class that, for a large section of male population, it appeals to because it's hammering nails <gasps> in the wood. Yeah, exactly. It's it's all that that Tim Allen stuff. Tim, the tool and um, but <laughs> so he had a chance to connect with us on a level that was like more meaningful than regular academia. Yeah. So unless you were 
you know, like a real lover of learning, regular classwork was not exactly something you loved as a seventh grader. You loved right. gym and you loved woodshop. <laughs> um, but he made it more than just like building stuff. Like Make he a actually, box. yeah, he actually <laughs> made it a point to show respect and appreciation to all the young men. And um, so that left an impact on me at a younger grade. And then that just continued throughout the years of having him culminating in, you know, he was unable to be there for part of our junior year um, when he was dealing with cancer that first time. And uh, I don't remember, I don't think there was any classes that we would have had with him, um, but he was not there for the first I don't remember whether it was the entire first quarter or the first, like, maybe month. But he wasn't there for the beginning of our senior year. And um, that that portion of the year is a little bit of a blur. But then once he was there, I practically lived you with the guy. You had so many school. hours I, with him. Yeah, I had economics mm-hmm. with him. I had him for AP U.S. History. And I had a service credit for him the hour before AP U.S. History. And then I had him for uh, accounting at the end of the day. And, you know, accounting was great because it was a small class. There were very few of us. So we really got to be personal with him. Literally three of us. Um, <laughs> econ was a little bit bigger. AP History was just really intense and difficult. But it yeah. was like... And always was, has been. Yeah. It still is. And it was his it was his passion. Oh, also, you know, small Christian school, I had him for a Bible class. Yeah. Which was the only Bible class I enjoyed ever because it was biblical warfare. Ooh, and it wow. was him researching and creating his own curriculum. He used nothing else. I he love that. Made it on his own and he studied mm-hmm. warfare as detailed um, not just in the Bible, but through other things, through mm-hmm. Josephus and other historians that recorded it. Um, and it, that actually makes me curious. what He uh, he was writing a book, like a manuscript, to publish a, an actual class on that. And I, I have no clue. He probably never got to finish it, did he? Oh, he certainly didn't get to finish it, but I don't know what became of it. I'm sure if it was something that had any merit and his brother had it, maybe he'd do something with it. Hmm. But, um, so I had him for all those things, but like, it was even more like, um, Ron was a lover of coffee. Yeah. My love of good black coffee, no cream, no sugar, coffee is directly traced back to him. Um, Mm -hmm. and to having in AP history, he had a coffee club where he was the only place on school that like kids would have coffee. Like it wasn't a thing that you Right, we didn't have like a cafe yeah, or anything like, no, like that. No, none of that. So mm-hmm. our class for AP history, <laughs> we had a coffee club and being in service credit the hour before, part of my duties was to prepare that, like <laughs> to clean all the stuff and get Grind ready the beans so that and yeah. All that, yeah. So I learned how to do it and I learned an appreciation for it. Um, well, and he would tell us that, um, and I think in the accounting class that he had like some psychiatric testing done, like to see like how, if like the cancer was progressing. And so he was messing with the psychiatrist because she'd hold up one of those ink blots and he goes, coffee stain. And she's <laughs> yep. like, 
okay. So she, she'd hold up another one. He goes, coffee stain. Yep. And every, and I he just kept messing with it. I can't see an ink blot test. And, and he'd say, I don't even know how many U.S. history or like AP history books don't have like a coffee ring from a mug, yep. you know, being on the. And he, he even let us have coffee during uh, that. I had, I had a Cedarville mug. That's still to this. I mean, if you ask anyone, my 80% of my uh, liquid intake every day is coffee. (laughs) And I, there's probably not, I'd be lying if I said a day or a week, but there's probably not a month or a couple months span that goes by that it doesn't make me think about Ron and the connection that I had there. And you know what's really cool is I don't, I, I would be very curious to know how many students graduated from there deciding to pursue teaching oh my gosh because of him and what's really cool is I can the I current, can think of two for certain well and I know but the, the current um, AP history teacher mm-hmm. is Doug Anderson who's a who is an alumni from GCS and he pursued teaching because of Ron yeah and now he's teaching Ron's class yeah and I guess the kids just really love it and have such a deep appreciation and and respect for him and um, I'm excited for our kids to be able to have him because that's a legacy that is being lived on through you know another alumni that we went mm-hmm. to school with who got who was under the same tutelage of this yep. just incredible man yeah so uh that's probably the longest time we've act we will actually ever spend on a question because that one was so oh. well not I mean I don't know how long we spend on it but I mean that that we don't typically plan on spending that much time answering a question unless like it really like dives into like intimate details or really like personal details like this well that's one of those that's one personal. of those ones that's supposed to be like the short light <laughs> questions. light ones <laughs> like what's your favorite color so I was in high school and this is you know <laughs> He always wore a blue shirt. <laughs> so was my favorite color. <laughs> Every time I close my eyes, I see chartreuse. <laughs> so odd. Don't so, ask me to spell it. <laughs> so anyways, if you have lasted this entire first episode, this is the, the format that we're planning on having just to sit and be conversational and intentional. And we purposely have our microphone setups that we're looking at each other. So we're not speaking to be heard or speaking to be recorded, but really to talk to each other and you get to be a part of that. So thank you for joining and thank you for being a part of our TEP Talk.